Hello, and welcome to the Interrobang podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Theodore. everyone and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. We have a really awesome guest coming up on the show today, but first, here's a look at what's making news at Fanshawe this week. On Tuesday at 9 a.m., the hunger strike organized by the Forgotten 519 began in front of City Hall. Over 100 people gathered in support of Dan Oudsorn, an outreach worker with Sanctuary London. The hunger strike is taking place to demand the city take action to protect and support London's homeless population. Frontline workers and charitable organizations reached a tipping point when the body of Jessica Beecham was recovered from the Thames River in late July. The city has called for immediate talks with the Forgotten 519, bringing in other organizations to discuss possible solutions to the homelessness problem in London. An all-female rideshare service officially launched in London this week. Wilma is now available for download on the App Store. The app is a membership-based ride-hailing service offering rides by women and for women. It is also open to gender-diverse communities. You can read more about Wilma on our website or on an earlier episode of our podcast. Last year, Fanshawe hired Joseph Pisano, the college's first ever director of equity, diversity, and inclusion. Since then, Joseph has been working closely with reps from the college to promote diversity and equity throughout the college. He's also been providing support to students and staff where it's been needed. But recently, the EDI team at Fanshawe saw an expansion with the addition of an anti-racism and inclusion specialist. Her name is Troy Townsend, and she joined the EDI team just about one month ago. She joins us today to tell us more about what this position involves, her goals for the future of the EDI team, and what kind of support she can offer marginalized campus goers. She is your new anti-racism and inclusion specialist here at Fanshawe College. Troy Townsend, welcome to the Interrobank podcast. Thanks, Hannah. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, you know, we've had Joseph on in the past, but, uh, you know, it's so great to meet some more members of the EDI team. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about your uh, role, but first I want to get a bit of background into you. Um, you're not new to the college, as I understand it. So can you tell me a little bit about your history here at Fanshawe and what led you to this new position? Sure. I have a long history here at Fanshawe. Um I started here working in the registrar's office in 1984, on and off until the 90s. And then in the 90s, I went into continuing education for nine years. And then I spent 20 years in the School of Tourism, Hospitality and Culinary Arts. I was a part-time faculty member and that school's first academic advisor from 2010 to 2015. Um, I've also worked in counseling student life and for student uh, academic support services. And most recently, I was the academic advisor in the School of IT. So that's a little bit about my history. On the working side, I've also been a student here, and I'm a graduate of the Tourism and Travel Program, so I was a student here in the 80s. And what led me to this role? It's kind of a long story, meandering path, um, as most life journeys often are. Back in 2020, after the murder of George Floyd, 
I was really moved to try and promote change in some kind of professional capacity. But I understood that in order to do that from a place of learning, I needed to grasp a better working knowledge of the Ontario Human Rights Code. And I looked at some courses and enrolled in Fanshawe's race relations program. Spent the majority of my COVID lockdown time researching and learning about systemic racism and oppression. And once I was taking this program, I began to learn that there were uh, barriers I've been faced with in all my life and didn't realize it. I'm almost finished my program. I have one more course to complete uh, the certificate and hope to continue that learning journey because I'm always on a continuous path to learning. But when this position was posted, I thought it was a natural fit to complement one, what I feel so passionately about, two, my first person understanding of intersectional systemic barriers, and three, my years of volunteer work supporting and promoting diversity within the London community. So to wrap that all up, I'm hoping that I can bring a unique perspective to this role through a combination of my familiarity with Fanshawe's institutional policies and support services, my personal lived experiences, and my work in public, private, and not-for-profit sectors. It's so interesting that through that educational process, like that you like discovered pieces of your own experience through that. That's really interesting to me. Yeah, well, life is a learning journey, right? Mm -hmm. So everything, knowledge is valuable wherever you can get it. Yeah. So let's let's talk about this current position then. So what what does being an anti-racism and inclusion specialist actually mean? Certainly, I know it's a long title. Um, So basically, I'm here to provide informal support and guidance to equity-deserving students, staff, and faculty to advance anti-racism, anti-oppression, and any kind of EDI activities within the college. I'll be working under the directorship and leadership of Joseph Pisano, who is the director of the equity, diversity, and inclusion team, which for now, we're a team of two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, you talked a little bit about, you know, the education that you've been through and your um previous work experience as well, but how do you feel that maybe all of that has prepared you for this role as well? Sure. So probably for about the last 17, 18 years or so, I have been actively engaged in outreach, intervention, education, and advocating for underrepresented people in either a professional or personal or volunteer capacity within my jobs or volunteer roles in the community. Um, I have worked for Hutton House Learning Center uh, for six years collectively from about 2004 to 2017 on and off doing different contracts and training for them. I don't know if you know much about Hutton House. It's a learning center for adults with disabilities. And I was working directly in the employment support program, um, advocating with London employers and um, industry partners that we had to hire people with disabilities. And currently I'm sitting on the board of directors for Hutton House. So, and I'm also on their diversity committee that we just started in September, 2021. 
And with that committee, we were hoping to raise cultural, religious, and racial awareness among Hutton House staff and participants. I've also served on different advisory groups within London, identifying either systemic gender gaps or racial inequities within community agencies and services and brainstorming solutions to these gaps. So I've had a lot of work advocating for and representing marginalized groups of people. So I think that combined with, like I said, my years of Fanshawe and even the work I do here supporting students in an academic advising capacity, I work strongly one-on-one -on -one with international students and I've spent a lot of years supporting Fanshawe's large international student population. Many ha who have experienced some unconscious cultural bias while on campus. And I've been advocating for students with disabilities who are always facing multiple barriers to learning. Amazing. I mean, it sounds like you're just so involved, especially not just the, at the campus, but within the city of London as well, which, you know, I'm all about bridging those two communities. So I love to hear that. And as you mentioned, you are working with a former guest of our show, Joseph Pisano, um, AKA Fanchez, Director of Equity, Diversity and Inclusion. Uh, what's that experience been like so far? You guys both represent, you know, sort of two different communities, but, you know, being Correct. right part of that team together. What's that been like? Well, so far, um, it's been, I'm four weeks into the position. Thank you. And Joseph has been a delight to work for. I think we both understand that we are on, our goal and vision is the same, and we're on the same path to attain that vision. So we, we're in sync with each other, and we're just kind of learning how to get in our groove together. Um, so he was on vacation the week I started, and we are still working remotely, so we haven't had a lot of time to connect. We've probably made an effort at least once a week to come into the office together. So we can work together but um so far it's a lot of we're going through an informational gathering stage and creation process so we're creating a lot of the modules that we're hoping to introduce and bring forth and a lot of contact and a lot of things like this like people want to get to know us and people are, are reaching out to us to ask us for our opinions or want to interview or just want to meet with us. So we're doing a lot of that preliminary laying the groundwork right now. The real work hasn't begun. And I expect that once school starts and people are back on campus in September, I anticipate us to get very busy. Yeah, well, you know, in reading about your position as well, like I know offering informal support to staff and students and faculty is going to be part of your role. So what sort of issues or issues of concern could people come to you with uh, as we do look into the school year where we're having a lot more in-person activity? Sure. So pretty much we can be a support service for people that feel that they are facing any kind of oppression, racism, barriers to success, um, any equity deserving folks that belong to marginalized groups that think that they have um, received a barrier or faced a barrier while on campus from either other students or staff or administration. So we can begin to be a talking point. So this would be the first step. And then depending on the situation and the circumstances, it could be escalated to any one of other college resources. 
it's awesome to have that resource in between just to help get people to the right place. It sounds like. Yes, we're hoping to do that. Um, We're also hoping to get out and have some visibility. So Mm -hmm. students and staff know we're here. Um, The marketing and the campaigning has gone out internally amongst the staff on the staff portal so that staff faculty and administration are aware of our role and our team. But once again, when September starts and students are back on campus, we're really hoping to become visible and have more of a presence. So we'll be on on campus a lot more, in the office a lot more, reaching out to students. We're hoping to also collaborate with some other areas of the college for events and recognizing important days of significance, raising awareness, doing some training, having um, a more social media presence, whether that be just posts or tweets or having video links to information and resources. Awesome. And this is also kind of like the first time we've seen the an expansion or an addition to the EDI team since uh, Joseph sort of started this or was Correct. appointed this position. So Correct. is this indicative at all of like where the EDI team is headed? Do you want to see it keep growing? Well, absolutely, we would like to, but it's too early to tell and it's too early to even make a guess. I'm one month in, so... <laughs> And yes, while we we do have a lot of work to keep us busy, it's a steady flow. It's not unmanageable at the time, but no one's on campus yet. So we are not sure what to expect. We're very excited to see where this can go, but also curious to know um, what's going to be expected of us and how to manage those expectations. Yeah. And and even with with you coming in, like, um, what's the importance, do you think, in having, like, someone who is specifically focused on the racism um, part of equity, diversity, and inclusion, or anti-racism, as it were? Well, I would say from, I can only speak to my personal standpoint, because mm-hmm. the real work has not begun yet. So yeah. I'm thinking for for the EDI team, our vision is to primarily raise awareness. And if there are issues that are brought to our attention, we will definitely deal with them at the time. Yeah. But Awareness needs to be erased that racism does exist. It does exist on campus, whether in the form of microaggressions, discrimination, or other barriers. So I guess in general, as we, uh, you know, as we look ahead, perhaps what, what is your biggest goal in this role as we, as we head into it now for real? Yeah. So I've always been one to promote diversity um historically i'm a social justice advocate in some of the works i've done so i would like to bring that into my role at fanshawe as well like this is not just me talking the talk but it's pretty much who i am as a person it always has been so i would just like this position to be a reflection of my vision i guess my world vision as an idealist for social justice harmony and these things aren't it's not like it's a homophobic issue or it's a racism issue it's it's a human issue so I would just like to bring a human aspect to this I love it awesome 
Um, I want to finish out here with a quick fire round of questions. Um, it sounds like you're pretty well versed in Fanshawe culture. <laughs> um, we'll see. These are uh, these are quick fire Fanshawe related questions. Uh, just uh, first thing that comes into your head. <laughs> we'll blast through these. Ready? Favorite on campus eatery? Yeah, back shack. Good call. Good call. I love, the, I love their wraps. Yes. <laughs> and they were the only thing open during COVID. So that's where you had to eat if you were on campus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Starbucks coffee or Tim Hortons coffee? Starbucks. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I'm not really, honestly, I'm not really a coffee drinker, but okay. Starbucks teas for sure. Mm, yes. My, nice selection. Uh, favorite main campus building? A building. It was my home for 20 years. Um, continuing education used to be in there and I was there for nine years in continuing education and then for tourism and hospitality before they moved downtown, we were in a building. So I just know that like my home so well. <laughs> I love that. That's a great answer. Uh, and lastly, this is not Fanshawe related, but what are you reading right now? Oh, that's a great question. So um, I was just gifted this and I can't put it down and I know a movie came out about it um that Reese Witherspoon produced but I'm reading where the crawdads sing yeah me too are you <laughs> yeah yeah I just started it oh I can't I have not been able to put it down I'm almost finished Ooh. I'm almost finished yeah that's so awesome all right Troy thank you so much for joining me and for letting our listeners and our students get the chance to know you a little bit better Okay, can I just say in closing? Yes. I just want to invite any students that would like to reach out to either myself or Joseph that we are very much an open door policy and we're very much a team. So it's not like you can um, you can go to Joseph and not feel like you can't speak to me and anything that's going to be disclosed to us will be kept in privacy. So I just wanted to assure students of, to reach out to either of us open door and complete confidentiality. Awesome. Thank you so much, Troy. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Interrobang podcast. As always, you can catch up with every episode on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all things Fanshawe. For the Interrobang, I'm Hannah Theodore.